Hey kids, welcome back to another episode of the Gosford PC Kids Cast. This is Ash. And this is James. It is great to be here with you guys and we are pumped for the passage that we're looking at today. We are so excited. We've been prepping for over an hour now, so I'm pretty keen to get stuck into it. Honestly though, Ash, I think it's just great that we're excited about the Bible. Like I'm so encouraged, my, my heart's full that we've just been reading the Bible, talking about it, and we're now we're excited to share that with you kids. So hope you're excited too. Yeah, absolutely. So James, have you ever really hoped for something and then been disappointed with the outcome? I have. I can think of lots of times I've been disappointed. I'm trying to think of the ones that maybe meant the most to me. I can remember one time uh, when I was at university and I wanted to be what was really like kind of school captain in primary school, the equivalent of something like that. And somebody else got picked and all year I could just remember when it would come up, I'd be annoyed and frustrated and disappointed and and honestly a couple of times kind of angry about it because I thought I would have done a really good job. So that was annoying. What about you? Yeah, I have had, I've had similar school captain ones, um, but I think maybe for something a bit different, I remember um, not getting into the rep netball team. I'd been a part of it for a couple of years and then when I was going into 15s, wasn't selected um, and was absolutely shattered and I knew that I played incredibly well. It unfortunately wasn't really based on my playing abilities. Um, but yeah, and I remember even years later, that's just still stung so much every single time. Um, if, if people don't know, I'm a bit of a netball fanatic. I live and breathe it. So um, to get less opportunities to play every week was really heartbreaking. Yep. So this is what I'm not sure everyone understands, Ash. So many similar experiences. You, netball, me, basketball, school captain stuff. There's, we can have a our therapy session later, but you know, look, it, it's good. You know, we've, we've grown, <laughs> we've learned. But this, this passage today, uh, it's not so much going to help us uh, with our disappointment, but we're certainly going to see some people in the passage who are disappointed and get pretty angry about it. But we're going to learn something about Jesus along the way. So let's do it. All right, kids. So today we are looking at our next passage in the Gospel of Luke, and it is from chapter four, from verses 14 to 30. Uh, So Ash is going to read the first bit in a little bit, and then I'll read the second bit. Uh, I'm going to tell you more about this passage after we've read it. It's got some new ideas in it. This is a passage that's not normally in kids' Bibles, so it might be new for some of you guys. So we're going to read it and discuss it uh, a little bit more. What about, uh, Ash, what can the kids be doing while uh, they're listening to uh, us talk about it? Yeah, on the parents' Facebook page, there is a coloring sheet which you can download and print and color in as you listen. If you like, you could also try drawing some pictures of what's happening in the story, but there is a lot going on, so you might be better just either coloring in or just having a listen. Jesus returned to Galilee with the power of the Spirit. News about him spread everywhere. He taught in the Jewish meeting places and everyone praised him. Jesus went back to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and as usual he went to the meeting place on the Sabbath. When he stood up to read from the scriptures, he was given the book of Isaiah the prophet. He opened it and read, The Lord's Spirit has come to me, because he has chosen me to tell the good news to the poor. The Lord has sent me to announce freedom for prisoners, to give sight to the blind, to free everyone who suffers, 
and to say, This is the year the Lord has chosen. Jesus closed the book, then handed it back to the man in charge and sat down. Everyone in the meeting place looked straight at Jesus. Then Jesus said to them, What you have just heard me read has come true today. All the people started talking about Jesus and were amazed at the wonderful things he said. They kept on asking, isn't he Joseph's son? Jesus answered, you will certainly want to tell me this saying, doctor, first make yourself well. You will tell me to do the same things here in my hometown that you heard I did in Capernaum. But you can be sure that no prophets are liked by the people of their hometown. Once during the time of Elijah, which is in the Old Testament kids, there was no rain for three and a half years and people everywhere were starving. There were many widows in Israel, but Elijah was sent only to a widow in the town of Zarephath near the city of Sidon. During the time of the prophet Elisha, many men in Israel had leprosy, but no one was healed except Naaman who lived in Syria. When the people in the meeting place heard Jesus say this, they became so angry that they got up and threw him out of town. They dragged him to the edge of the cliff on which the town was built because they wanted to throw him down from there. But Jesus slipped through the crowd and got away. Right. So like Ash said, there's lots going on in this passage and we're going to try and help you guys understand it as best we can. So Ash, why don't you tell us a little bit about the importance of Jesus reading from the book of Isaiah, the prophet, and what we're meant to understand from that? Yeah. So in the beginning of this passage, we see um, Jesus in the Jewish synagogue and he's there preaching to or reading from the book of Isaiah. And um, it's two people who he grew up with. Um, they're people in Nazareth and that's where Jesus um, grew up. So he's quoting from the book of Isaiah and we um, should all remember by now with our uh, Bible books song that the book of Isaiah is in the Old Testament. And it is a book um, which is one of what we call the major prophets. So Isaiah was a prophet and remembering that a prophet is someone who um, had messages from God and would tell them to the people. So um, he's quoting this passage from Isaiah and what this passage was saying all the way back in the Old Testament before Jesus was even born was that God was going to send a savior for the people. And it's really interesting because Jesus makes a pretty big statement to these people by reading this passage and then following up by saying, I'm this person. I'm the person that God has promised. Here I am. Look at me sort of thing. So it's, um, it ruffles a little bit of feathers as we see in the rest of the passage. But it, the importance of this is that um, he is revealing to the people that he is the promised Messiah. And it's important because it shows us that the prophecies in the Old Testament are now coming true. So do you want to tell us a little bit more, James, about why it's ruffling some feathers and some of the other things that are happening in this passage? Yeah, it's interesting because the feathers aren't immediately ruffled when he mm. says that this uh, 
that this passage is coming true today, the feathers get ruffled when they start to, the people that have been listening to Jesus, they say, wow, this is so great. He's saying all these cool things, but isn't he Joseph's son? Isn't, isn't he just the carpenter's son? Like we knew yeah. him when he was little, uh, you know, is he really that special a guy? And then Jesus knows that what they're going to do next is ask him to do some of the miracles that he's been doing elsewhere. And he says to them, look, I know that's what you're going to want to see, but the truth is that there's this pretty long history of people who've been sent by God uh, not being respected and listened to by people in their hometown, like where they've come from. And that's when he tells the two stories about Elijah and Elisha from the Old Testament, where they were both prophets who didn't just do their miracles in their home country of Israel, but also did it in uh, non-Jewish places, so Sidon and Syria. And it's when Jesus tells that story and suggests that maybe he's not going to do miracles for them, but he will do it for non-Jewish people. That's when the people get really upset and they want to throw him off the cliff. Now, that can all sound a little bit strange. So I've got, we were, Ash and I were talking about this, and we've got a, a little story that might help you relate to the people a little bit better and understand what's going on. So imagine uh, that you're at school and there's somebody in school who's a really good singer. And one day they go on Australia's Got Talent and they go away and they become a great big star. And for months they're like touring the country and they're selling uh, lots of tickets to their concerts. But then they come back to school and they are you know, receiving a, an award and all that sort of stuff. And then everybody at school is wanting to hear them sing. And they look at the, the, the singer looks at everyone at school and says, look, I knew you guys want to want to do this, but you know what? I actually don't feel like you guys are really going to appreciate what I do. And so I'm not going to sing for you. I'm going to go to the school down the road and I'm going to sing for them. Now, Ash, if you were one of the kids in that school and the person got up there and they're like, yeah, I'm not going to sing for you guys. I'm going to go sing for this other school. How would you feel? feel pretty cross, pretty upset. Um, you'd think, well, are, are we not good enough for you? Or, um, yeah, yeah I, th I think if you've known that person before they've become something big or something important, then um, you feel like you should kind of be uh, chosen first <laughs> to get the privilege of, yeah. of um, their talents. That is exactly right. And that's pretty much how these people are feeling. But here's the great big difference that we need to understand, which is what uh, is one of the points that Jesus is trying to make. Jesus is not just another kid. He's not just another person from their hometown. He's just read that passage from Isaiah where he's explaining, I am the Messiah. I am the chosen one. There's nobody else like me. There's nobody who can do the things that I can do. And he's essentially saying that uh, I'm going to do it for more than just you guys. Uh, and you need to accept that and understand that. And so if Jesus had just been another hometown person and they were saying these things, that would be kind of arrogant and that would be a problem. But the difference is Jesus really is the Lord's chosen one. And so the reaction that the people have on one level, it's kind of understandable. Like when we think about the rock star coming to our school, we can, we can understand why they feel that way. But the point is, is that they're not understanding who Jesus really is. He is the Lord's chosen one. He is the savior. He is the one that they've all been waiting for. And because they fail to recognize that Jesus is saying, I'm not just going to do miracles to entertain you guys. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think anything you, you want to add to really that, well. Ash? 
No, I, I think it's just good to note, um, James and I were talking quite a bit about this passage earlier because it's quite confusing. There's a lot going on here. And um, like James said, that Jesus is saying, I'm not just going to do miracles for you guys. And at the moment, he's not going to do them at all for the people in Nazareth. And But in the past and where places Jesus has been before, he's been doing them sometimes for Gentiles. And you can see there's lots of little hints throughout this passage that show us that Jesus has come to save everyone. And unfortunately for the Jewish people, they they thought that they were going to be the only ones. They were God's chosen people. We see that all throughout the Old Testament. But in the New Testament, and the fantastic news for us is that um, Jesus has come for all people from all different nations um, across the world. And so we, uh, you know, would be considered as Gentiles. Um, and as sad as it was for the Jewish people to realize at the time that they weren't the only special ones, uh, it's amazing news for us. Yeah. So maybe the big takeaway for us as we read this passage today, uh, and that includes you kids at home, I'm not just talking about me and Ash guys, uh, <laughs> maybe the big takeaway is we should be humble about uh, mm. how we respond to God when he does things in ways that we don't expect. So God is God and we're not God. And if he chooses to do things in a certain way, we shouldn't get angry or get mad at him. And we certainly shouldn't try and do what the people do here, which is try and kill the Lord's chosen one. Yeah. What we should do is listen to God and accept that he's God uh, and that he's good and that we can trust him. And instead of getting angry and we all get angry sometimes, and it's okay to, to talk about that and, and be honest about how you're feeling, but we don't want to stay angry. We don't want to let that uh, lead us into doing something really bad. Like again, trying to throw a guy off a cliff. Uh, and instead we want to make sure that we are listening to God and trusting him and his ways. So, Hey, we, we got there, Ash. I feel pretty good about that one. We did. <laughs> Kids, if you don't know, we, we spent a lot of time trying to understand this passage and make sure that we can make it as clear for you guys as possible. So, Hey, even, even James and I sometimes, um, need to really dig into God's word and make sure that we understand it. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so we have a special guest today who I'm so excited for. If you guys have been hanging around church for a couple of years, then you probably had this awesome chick teach you uh, when you were in preschool. I am, of course, talking about the wonderful Kirsty. And unfortunately, on a podcast medium, we can't see her wonderful hair colors, um, but we'll just have to do with her wonderful voice today. So, um, and I hear, James, that... Um, Kirsty and Aurora have been really enjoying the podcast, which is so encouraging. So it's great to have them on today. Let's see what she has Shout to say. Shout out to Aurora. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Kirsty. Hello, it's Kirsty. How are you all? I'm really missing seeing all of your faces, but I do love getting to hear some of your voices and the amazing questions you've been asking on here. The Fireflies group have been starting to learn a new song with Auslan Sign Language Actions. It's about the Bible verse Joshua 1 verse 8 and it reminds us to listen, learn and obey the word of God because it's the wise way, the right way and the best way. I've added it to the Kids Church playlist on Spotify so you can find it and have a listen too if you want. Our family has been finding it helpful to remind us that all through the day we have choices in how to act. And sometimes it's easier to give in to sin, particularly when we are feeling angry. But even though it might be a harder choice to make, God's way will always be the wise, right and best choice. And the great part is we don't have to do it on our own. We can pray to God and ask for help anytime, anywhere. 
Thanks so much, Kirsty. It is always so encouraging to hear from you. Some wonderful, wonderful advice there. I love um, the Spotify playlist that we've put together for you guys. So if you haven't checked it out yet, please go and do so and maybe try some of those sign language uh, moves with Kirsty if you can. That sounds like a great idea. And also, if you want to take a guess at what color Kirsty's hair is right now, you could put that in our show notes. I don't know, but if any idea. of you... Yeah, so kids, if you want to take a guess, we'll announce the winner next week. If somebody wants to write in there, uh, we will find out what Kirsty's hair color is and we will let you know next week. <laughs> it's now time for our question of the week. And this week we had to choose from a list of questions from one particular listener because they just had so many questions. So James, um, do you want to tell us a little bit about our listener this week and their question? Yep. Uh, Maddie uh, has written out a full page of questions for us. We're going to have to explain that we can't answer all of them at once, but we've picked one that I know other kids ask uh, pretty actually quite often. I was going to say from time to time, but I don't know if there's been a kids church class or even a scripture class in school where this question hasn't come up at some point. So we'll uh, hand it over to Maddie and let him ask this question. How did God create the world if nobody created God in the first place? All right, what do you reckon, Ash? Have you heard this one before, a variation of this question? I definitely have. And if I'm honest, I have often thought about it myself. So I'm really keen to hear your thoughts. Yeah. All right. So this is a great question. So Maddie's asking, how could God create everything if he wasn't actually created himself? But that's actually kind of the answer to the question. The reason that God could create the whole world is because he's not like us. God doesn't need anybody else for anything. God is what we call all powerful. God is completely able to do what he wants to do. And one of the things that makes God so special, one of the things that is different about God from every single other thing is that God was not created. God has lived forever. There's a fancy word that we use for this sometimes. We say that God is eternal or that he uh, lives in eternity, which means that God has always existed. There has never been a time when God was not. And what that means is that God is completely different from us. Uh, like we said, everything else in creation, everything else in the world had a beginning, a starting point. Everything physical, uh, we know that at some point it got started uh, and it didn't exist before that. So when we talk about God and we talk about what he's able to do, we need to recognize that there are some things that God can do that we couldn't ever dream of. And that's why sometimes God can be a little bit confusing for us because he's so different that we don't actually know how it works because we've never had the same experience that he's had. Like we see all the time things having a beginning. We see babies being born. We remember when we were little and what it meant to grow up. And we uh, can see that if I press a button and my machine starts, that that had a beginning too. So there's all sorts of things where we're used to the idea of things having a beginning. But with God, we have to kind of forget all the things that we've seen and trust us when he tells us that he has lived forever and that he had no beginning. Uh, 
So that's how that works. And like I said, it's because he's different that he can do something as amazing as creating the whole world. Uh, but sometimes I found that kids find it a little bit odd that God is so different from us or, or it just seems kind of so strange that they, it makes them wonder like, can I really believe this? Like it's so different. But I always like to think to myself, if God really is who he says that he is, if he really is all powerful and he really is as amazing as what the Bible tells us that he is, then there's going to be some stuff that God does that is surprising or confusing for me or which I can't totally make sense of because God is so much bigger and greater than I am. It's a little bit like if you've got a little brother or sister who's maybe like two years old and you try and explain something to them and their little two-year-old brain just can't understand it. So Aurora, you might be listening right now and try and explain stuff to Finn and he just doesn't get it because, you know, he's little. Uh, but you with your big brain, you can understand it. Imagine how much more that's the case with God when he's so much bigger and greater than we are that it makes sense that there's going to be some things that he can do or are true about him that we just don't totally understand, or at least we can't fully get it. So Ash, does that help? You said that you've wondered yourself about this a little bit. Do we, do we clear anything up there? Yeah, that was really good. And I, I like that point at the end that God actually has to be different from us in order for um, the things that he says he is and does to, to be true and to be able. Because I don't know about you, but I can't, um, I can't create a world. I can't, I can't stop storms. I can't heal people. Um, I can put a Band-Aid on them maybe, but that's about it. So <laughs> I, it's, actually, um, it's actually really comforting to know how different God is to us in some ways. Yeah, absolutely. So great question, Maddie. Kids, send in more questions. We love hearing from you guys. Uh, it's always helpful. It helps me and Ash think more about God, which we love to do. It's going to help mm. other kids out there to think about God. And so we would love to hear from you. Ash, where can they send those questions? There's a link in the show notes of this episode that you can click and record your question there. If you can't do that, then you can ask mum and dad to help you record your question through the voice memo app on their phone and they can send it to us through email or through Facebook. Sweet. And that wraps up another episode of the Gosford PC Kids Cast. Did you know, James? that this is our 10th episode. <gasps> We're 10. This is so exciting. Double digits. We're growing up. <laughs> wow. I just learned how to say 10 years in Latin today. Oh, please. Please show us. <laughs> are you sure? I, I wasn't knowing if you were going to ask. But okay, You are looking for an opportunity uh, to brag. <laughs> um, yeah, I wasn't doing that at all. So uh, when you turn 10 years old, uh, you could now, kids out there, you could say uh, deco anum sum. And now you know how to say I am 10 years old in Latin. Deco anum sum. Decum anum Decum. sum. sum. I just hope my Latin teacher is not listening because if I get it wrong, it's going to be so embarrassing. Anyway, <laughs> uh, shall I pray? Yeah, that'd be great. All right. Father God, thank you so much that you are so wonderful and so special and that you are different from us because we know uh, that we can only do so many things. We're limited. Uh, we can do lots of great things and it's really good that you've given us all these wonderful special gifts, but we can't do anything as great as what you can do. Like Ash said before, we can't create worlds and we can't have lived forever and we can't know everything the way that you do. But it's so comforting to know that you are all powerful and that you 
can uh, do so many wonderful things that we couldn't even possibly imagine. And to know that you've got all this power and you're still good and that you still love us and that you've shown us your love in sending Jesus into this world to die on the cross and rise from the dead so that our sins can be forgiven and that through faith in you, we can know you truly forever. So please, Lord, help us to love you well this week. Help us to keep asking good questions and learning more about you so that we can love you well and see uh, other people come to know you too. And we thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, kids. We'll see you next week. Bye. See ya.